With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I spent yesterday over at the Steelers OTAs and per NFL regulations and a long-standing agreement with reporters who cover the team, I'm not permitted to share anything that I saw there with you. So that actually could be the beginning and the ending of this show, but I'll strive for a little bit more. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Steelers. Comes your way bright and early every weekday morning. If you're into hockey and or baseball, I offer up daily shots of Penguins and Pirates right where you found this. The Steelers were over on the south side. Yesterday, it was day eight of OTAs. I feel comfortable sharing at least this much. I, me, not what I witnessed or whatever, I'm not down about this defense the way a lot of people seem to be based almost entirely I should add, on the loss of Bud Dupree. And no, I'm not going to get into Bud versus Alex Highsmith or any of that other stuff. I want to look at this a little bit differently today. I want to look at this from the standpoint of who's out, who's in, and who's still missing, really. What still needs to be addressed Who's out is obvious. Bud is out. Big loss. I, I n- no way to couch that. Bud had blossomed into an elite on his own pass rusher in the NFL. That is to his credit. I've never, ever, ever bought into the idea that he somehow sidecarring with T.J. Watt. I'm sure it helps that the opposing offense had to pay a lot of attention to T.J., but Bud was doing his own thing over there. Bud was wreaking his own havoc over there. Big loss. No disclaimer here, no qualifier, and again, I'm not going to get into Bud versus Highsmith. Because that, we just need to see him. Okay, we need to see Highsmith. But big loss. Mike Hilton, I think, is a significant loss. Hilton wasn't the greatest in coverage, but Hilton did some wild card things for you, did some uh, unpredictable things for you up at the line of scrimmage. If you'll remember the early portion of last season, 
mean, he was in the backfield almost as much as the other team's running back. It was crazy there for a while, what he was pulling off in terms of sacks, pressures. He'll be missed. He'll be missed. The other one, for all intents and purposes, is Steven Nelson, who basically forced his way out of Pittsburgh by using the word hostage, which he had to have known was a no-no in Mike Tomlin land, and put himself out on the open market and remains on the open market. Never a good sign in June. Maybe he wasn't as good as he thought he was, and maybe he also wasn't as good as other people thought that he was. I thought a lot of Nelson's work in 2019, I didn't think nearly as much of it in 2020. So kind of a eh, loss between Nelson and Cam Sutton, the one that I'd keep all day long, is the one the Steelers actually kept. And then there's the big addition to the defense. Nobody really seems to be talking about all that much. The Steelers, this offseason, are getting back, back, a first-round elite pedigree inside linebacker who can cover, who can rush, who can tackle, who can do everything. And he wasn't there last season. He wasn't there for the 1-5 finish. Devin Bush is, well, to hear him tell it, he's all the way back. Because this is how he responded when he was asked after the session yesterday if coming off of his knee surgery that he could go out and cover Jarvis Landry one-on-one right now. Yes. 100%. Overall, Bush sounded pretty upbeat about the way his recovery is going and what he expects from himself in the coming season. I'm doing a lot of indie, um, a lot of just getting out there, getting on the grass and doing reactive things. Uh, they hold me out of competition, you know, just because it's not needed right now. But, uh, you know, I'm, I'm out there just, you know, going through my going through my progressions, going through my motions, going through my movements and my calls and, you know, just, get, just getting back to football again. This isn't a small thing. This isn't something to ignore just because he was here and now he's coming back. Where this needs to be weighed fairly, I feel, is against where the Steelers' defense was throughout the 2020 season. The Steelers' defense, while Bud was out there, was elite, was arguably one of the top two or three in the National Football League. That's a heck of a thing. That's pretty rare air. It took a lot of first-round picks. It took a lot of uh, other high picks and a lot of other building to make that happen, but that's where it was. And I think that's where it still can be. The front line, including the two outside linebackers, is pretty much the same and might arguably, as I talked about in an 
episode of Daily Shot earlier this week, be the very best in the NFL. Might still be the very best in the NFL. Pro Football Focus has it rated number one for its expectations for the coming season. And that includes, by the way, the outside linebackers. It counts all five guys that are lining up there. That's impressive. Find those guys, even though things aren't perfect. You've got two more first-round picks at safety. One of them a superstar, I think, in Minka Fitzpatrick. And if I were allowed to tell you anything about what I saw at OTAs yesterday, I would, hypothetically speaking, tell you many, many good things about Minka. My goodness, can this guy play football. Hypothetically, of course. He can hypothetically play football. <laughs> got to be careful. You have Joe Hayden still. You have Joe Hayden. You have, uh, for Bush, you've got a partner in either Vince Williams or Robert Spillane. Neither of them is going to be, you know, track star impersonations in terms of coverage. But they're both eminently capable Run stoppers, they're both hungry, overachiever types. And they might offset other shortcomings as it relates to stopping the run. And you do have Cam Sutton. What's what's missing? What What's the tragedy here with the defense? Why is the defense, it seems, in so many minds destined to take some Big step backward. Where does that come from? It's, it's, I, I can answer that. That's not rhetorical. It's because of Bud. It's because of Bud. But Bud not being there doesn't alter that Devin Bush is back. Mike Hilton not being there doesn't alter that Cam Sutton could still play that role, a similar type role to what Hilton did, or be it outside corner and probably be better than Nelson at it. And it doesn't alter that the Steelers still need to get safety help and that Malik Hooker is still out there. And if Malik Hooker can show everyone that he's healthy, he can come in and, well, stranger things have happened than a three-safety formation or a two-safety and move Terrell up closer to the line of scrimmage, or whatever it is. You can do different things. But the discussions about this defense should never be limited to just, well, Bud's gone. Oh, well. Well, maybe if Alex Highsmith is as good as Bud, the defense will be... No, there's just more layers to it than that. And I would hope that the return of Devin Bush, if he can rise up to the expectations that we all had for him on that night that the Steelers traded up to get him, and that he himself had begun to fulfill before getting hurt, and that's, that's what to be looking at. That's what to be focused on. Because I'm sorry, you can, you know, go on and on and on about this and that and the 
Browns being better and everything else here, but if the Steelers still have one of the two or three best defenses in the league, they are a contender. When we come back, just one question. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Time for just one question, and that's brought to you on this program always by the personal injury law firm of Luxembourg, Garvin, Kelly, and George, LGKG. The attorneys at LGKG represent people who are hurt in car accidents, who need assistance with workers' comp, who filed medical malpractice claims. The attorneys at LGKG AV rated. That's the highest rating a law firm can receive for legal ability and ethics in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. LGKG has offices in Cranberry, Newcastle, Beaver Falls, Butler, and Elwood City. Learn more about them online at lgkg.com. Our question comes from Joe Machinsky, who asks, if Juju's banking on cashing in during next year's free agency, I guess we should expect a monstrous season from him, right? Well, Joe, I'm going to presume you're referring to Juju's remarks yesterday after OTAs in which he, uh, I mean, I guess you could say he starkly stated that he'd prefer to move to the outside in the wide receiver chain, partly because he thinks it'll help the Steelers, but also partly because he thinks it'll help him make more money in free agency next year? Uh, playing more outside. Simple as that. Look, every player thinks about that stuff. Every player talks about that stuff. They just don't usually do it in public. But Juju's always been marching to his own drum since he arrived, and that's obviously not going to change. Should we expect a monster season from him, Joe? I don't know. Shouldn't we have expected one just now, meaning this past season? That also was a contract year. That also was a year that Ben Roethlisberger was here as his beloved quarterback. That also was a year where Juju had been challenged in every way to step up and be the number one wide receiver. That also was a year in which the Steelers started out 11-0, That also was a year in which the Steelers had absolutely no running game and could have really used it. So I I wouldn't look at this from the motivation standpoint. I'd look at it from the health standpoint. Not to make excuses for the guy, but everything I know about his status in 2020 was that he was affected more than he or anybody let on 
by his knee and having it drained Fridays before games and everything else. And, and you know, he's at OTAs. He's, you know, he's, I'm not allowed to talk about it, but he's, he's there. He's participating there. Okay. And in an ideal world of his, he does exactly what you're talking about there. He does have the monstrous season. And then he, you know, goes to free agency and tries to hit whatever it was that he thought he was going to hit or whatever it was that he invented in terms of his field, because I still don't buy the Baltimore slash Kansas City thing. Um, and the fact that he brought that up again was like, dude, we get it, okay? You either think that you got offers from those teams or you got them and you really, really want everybody to know that. Um, everybody's motivated by different things, you know? And he is what he is in that regard. If he has a monstrous season, to use your term, Joe, that's a great thing for the Steelers. It just is. That's that's probably the, the best way to look at it. And if he's gone after the season, I don't know, whatever. Whatever. I appreciate the question. I appreciate everybody listening to Daily Shot of Steelers. We'll do another one of these tomorrow. Thank you.